a playlist original. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster. My name is Gaius Bowling, and what's up, guys? All three of us back together again. What's up, gentlemen? The gang is here, and fellas, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm excited for this episode. And yeah. You know <laughs> why. Everyone so. should know why. If you're in the entertainment biz, you should know why Jack Gonzalez is fired up right now. But we will wait and get past the fun topics first as Gates will explain a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so last week, I know we said that we were going to do the Dark Knight Rises anniversary, and that is still going to happen, but there were just so many newsworthy things that happened in the last few days and a lot of it today um, that it felt not good to shortchange some of it, and uh, certain people on the podcast have a lot of hot takes about certain topics, so... Certain we're people. just gonna with certain people. Uh, we're gonna so we're just gonna focus on the new stuff because there's some pretty interesting stuff out there right now. Um, yeah, I mean, it all, like I said, a lot of it happened today, and um, I like this one is this one is the, this one is the fun one though. I don't know. It's up to you. I'll let I'll no, no let's, so, let's go, go through the go through, go through the smaller ones first and then we can then they can then we can we can go to the big one let's just quick 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 through the other ones Ugh. okay so you want to uh okay well we can start with this since, since we talked uh Thor last week and we and then yeah. when we had Sam we had Sam on with us uh and we all kind of felt the same way about Thor Love and Thunder that it wasn't the best it wasn't horrible but it wasn't uh the best the MCU had to offer and um too much even though, too much shit and even though it had a pretty oh, yeah, good oh, give, give, your, give your two minute do give your two minute spiel on thor because we never got yours yeah um i i did enjoy it um i think i mean after reading the uh article about christian bale kind of doing it for his kids rather than really kind of diving into this role i mean he i mean when your daughter asks you to play a marvel superhero you're not going to look into your daughter's puppy eyes and say no. Um, so obviously you're, you're, you're going to want to play a character. And honestly, I think that he just dove in and, and gave a good Christian Bale performance. Um, I think that he kind of was a, it felt a little weird with, I, I thought he did a good like interaction with everyone else, but it just seemed like he was in a different movie than everyone else. Um, I did really like the, um, the visuals. I thought there were some great action scenes, but at the end of the day, um, Gaius, you said it best when we were talking, they took all of the things that everyone, the masses online said they loved about Thor Ragnarok and then tried to shove as much of it as they could into this new one. And um, I think that it got a little overplayed. And um, I think I said this about the multiverse of madness is that when I immediately go into a, a first Marvel movie, I kind of roll my eyes at the, the classic Marvel jokes um, the first time, but then as the second time kind of comes around, um, I kind of start to appreciate them. This is one that I, I know that if I watch it again, I'm going to continue to roll my eyes at some of these lines. And uh, yeah, but at the end of the yeah. day, I think that it was successful. But um, I I do want to kind of point out too that Jack saying that it was going to beat Doctor Strange. I, I think that that was a uh, bold statement. I mean, I really thought yeah. it was going to at the, at the, at the, at the time, I think it made sense. Uh, yeah, I think, cause I think we, I think we got, I think we thought we were getting like Ragnarok 2.0 and that's just not like overboard, overboard Ragnarok. And that's kind of what we got. Yeah. It's just um, like I said, if you made, if you made Love and Thunder before Ragnarok, Ragnarok would have made a billion dollars. I mean, I think yeah. it did any, it made a lot of money anyways, but I'm just saying like they, they fucked up and you're, you're, you're right. Owen. they just, 
and gays, they just doubled down on the jokes. But the reason it was so successful, um, according to one movie studio, was <laughs> fucking Sony. Yeah. And let there be carnage. Yeah, that was yeah. Well, that. that was a well. Thing. Sony, Sony, Sony a, said like it was a <laughs> Sony wants to take credit for Top Gun Maverick being successful and every movie oh, that's sorry, successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but no, no, but it's a good blanket statement because they're basically saying that like we ushered in like this return to like you know movie theaters and one on one on the one hand I'm not going to take away that opening for Venom Let There Be Carnage because a 90 million dollar opening back in October of last year was a good opening but then they failed to realize that before they opened it was a Quiet Place Part Two there was Black Widow there was Fast Nine there was uh, Shang Chi there was uh free guy they all opened well and all did really well before venom came out so no we are not going to like say that venom and sony paved the way for the rest of these movies to be successful like the guy sounded like he was like just he sounded like he was just jealous and he was like well everyone's talking about top maverick or top gun in the press like oh like it brought back cinema but you know like we kind of were in the trenches first like we jumped in when no one else did but other movies yeah but other movies did so it's like you're forgetting like weeks september august july and june even though it wasn't like a full movie slate those movies still came out and did solid business in a very uncertain time and to a lesser extent like godzilla versus kong was the, one of the first ones to really go out there and do it and that, and that was when there was like most theaters weren't even fully open yet they weren't at full capacity so no i'm not going to give that credit to venom let there be carnage yeah, sorry, sorry, peeps, for jumping the gun on the topic, but I just really no, but it, it does make I, sense. I wanted though. to say Sony, like I, I try, like I don't know why I'm the one who defends everything on this podcast with of the trio. Like I can't just like let somebody be dumb. Like I need to like at least benefit of the doubt. But at this point in time, like I'm like like Sony, fuck, dude, like that was. That was a dumb, dumb statement, man. Like, and two people Shang- said it. Would, it was two people. That, yeah. <laughs> two of two people. I would argue that Shang Chi uh, like brought back cinema. I mean, I, yeah. like it, it, there's like, so, there's like four of the movies there that I could could easily be like, yeah, that was the first movie of the summer that actually you know we could go back to. We were excited to. We made plans to do. It's like again, also, no one made plans to go see Let There Be Carnage. It just you know, like, it made ninety million. Awesome, but like. I don't think anyone was excited to see it. I mean, I was just because I'm a sheep, but... It's one of those things where it's like, I just wish that Sony would just kind of shut up and make their <laughs> money that they've done. And it's it just kind of come to the point where, like, why do they have to have the last word no matter what? Yeah. Like, it's I, I don't really understand that. No, they just have to have this last comment that's like, well, we're still making good movies, I promise. And, like, there's the whole, like, fake fandom of Morbius that... <laughs> like has kind of exploded and it's literally about it's literally a joke between like the younger generation saying that they actually wanted to go see morbius and they took it seriously saying that they're like, excited for morbius too and, and re-released like, it yeah. <laughs> and re-released it like you know what? i think the fans want it they want it <laughs> no yeah. they don't I really i really just imagine the sony boardroom like that top floor um not men in business suits but it's men men wearing the um like pinwheel hat <laughs> yeah they're all and they're all just like they're just like riding tricycles around and like hanging out and like just fucking like midget bowling and shit and like like literally anything but doing smart decisions about movies or pr besides keeping spider-man as an ip um they've yeah. been like i can't think of anything that they've really done 
Um, it's like oh, I, in that office, like you can't even make a joke. It's like the, they're, they're gonna take it seriously. It pretty it much is consistently throughout the day. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was gonna give them not even credit if there was just this one dude that said it. I'm like, all right, one of their bosses was dumb, but then they had a duel, like a duo interview, like where they were like, oh yeah, both of us are gonna double down and say this, like. You know, like once one guy says, like, "Oh, the marketplace was just so empty when we released Venom." Like, no, it wasn't. There were movies out, and there were big movies out. And then, like, it just seems like people are just jealous of Top Gun, and they just want to, like, like, "Oh, why is that getting all the credit for it?" Like, you know what? It's getting all the Mickey credit Rourke because it's too. Mickey, yeah, Mickey Rourke him too. too. Yeah, I was like, it's not like you know what? It's getting a lot of credit because it's not a comic book movie. It's not a Marvel movie. It, it like it's getting a lot of credit because it's made over a billion dollars, and it's just like an old school action movie with Tom Cruise. That's why it's getting a lot of credit for being as successful as it is. And it's actually good compared to like Venom, Let There Be yeah, Carnage. So there's also that. At the end of the day, I'm going to say that if like Top Gun was the pandemic movie, it's, it's hard to say that we're in the pandemic still, knock on wood, you know, everyone's safe and healthy. But like, that was the like first movie. It's like, I gotta see it. But, yeah, no, like I literally, I have to see this. So, right. um, they're stupid. I think there is a little bit of jealousy from every other actor out there that they just thought that only Marvel movies can make that kind of money. And then as soon as another one does, they're like, oh, it was because of this. And this is why. And he only does it. This is his only character that he plays. That's why it's so popular. Or well, that's my, I don't that's respect kind of my argument to why he's so popular, too, is because he's picked and she's finally like picked and chose his his character that he knows he can rock. Ethan Hunt and and uh, <coughs> and Pete Maver- Maverick. So, yeah. He was riding nostalgia. Like this movie was gonna make money regardless of the fact they it had the young people and it had the old people with nostalgia. It was a, actually a good movie too. So there's three things that was going for it. So like just shut up, Sony. Take your medicine. Hang on to Spider Man, and delay all of your Spider Man movies like they did. Madam, <laughs> we're just gonna toss that in there. We're not yeah. gonna talk about it. We're not gonna talk about it. We're just gonna say. They delayed Madam <laughs> Web three months of filming. Okay, three so months. Three I already months, think yeah. that's going to be a flop. Okay, Port doesn't matter. Yeah, to go to Johnson. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, and they could have actually said something about their slate without dissing other movies. They could have been like, "Yo, we had we had Venom, and then we had Ghostbusters, and then we had Spider Man, and then we had Uncharted." Like all that back to back, and it made a lot of money. They could have positively talked about their releases without being like, "Well, we were the first to kind of like test the waters when you weren't." Like, go home. You're drunk. Yeah. You weren't the first. You weren't the first to test the waters like at all. So it just it just makes them look stupid. And like, it's okay. Like, you guys have successes, and it's cool. Other than Morbius, and they could have just taken that and just ran with it. I mean, they did have Spider-Man: No Way Home is like was the one of the biggest hits ever, and they could have just like easily like kind of bragged on that a little bit without dissing other movies. And that's what it felt like. It felt like it was just jealous shade on their part when it's so easy to make fun of them. I don't even know why they even try when it's so easy to make fun of them for just existing pretty much. Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's just a bad look and I really wish them well um, with their next endeavors. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to give them any, I'm not going to give them a pity ticket. Uh-uh. Nope. I'm glad because so you're used to, you're used to, you're used to. <laughs> I used to, I am off <laughs> The wagon. I'm off the Sony wagon in terms of defending them. Um, I do want to bring up. Yeah. The, I do want to bring up the second weekend drop really quick for Thor: Love and Thunder because it dropped 68, percent which is on the high end of second weekends for the MCU. Now, some people said that you know Black Widow did that, 
but Black Widow was also on Disney Plus, so that explains that drop. And then Spider-Man No Way Home actually did in its second weekend, but it was out during the holiday break. So every weekday played like a Friday and Saturday. So it wasn't like a typical weekend to weekend and Christmas fell on the Saturday and the second weekend. So it was going to see a big drop. Uh, this is just a big drop because like it feels like the reaction to it is just mixed. And like the main complaint is that it's too silly. And Taika, uh, Taika Watiti seemed to like respond to that. He shared uh, an image that someone shared on Twitter. And I guess it's from a Deadpool comic where uh, Luke Cage is actually in a dance off with Thor. And then someone said like, you guys act like Thor can only be one thing. Like it can only be kind of serious and not funny. And then he, he retweeted that and said, yes, like that's the point he's trying to make. But like, I stand by the fact that I think he went too far with the jokes. And I think the box office returns kind of indicate that a lot of people felt that this went a little too far on the humor side of things. Yeah, no, it, it, it didn't, it just, I'm not surprised. It didn't work. It's, it's definitely like a streaming movie. Wait till it gets Disney plus and kind uh, of just go from there. I mean, yeah, it's one of those not, ones that's bad. weird because it's like Taika's kind of first one that people haven't basically bowed down and given him the, the crown kind of uh, movie. Um, I mean, he, he's had such success in the past with everything else that he's done. Um, so th- I feel like this is kind of the first one where people are like, all right, I'm kind of getting tired of this style um, and see kind of where he might go with the Star Wars because it's going to be in there. I mean, his character was also in Lightyear and maybe that had some contributing factor too, but I don't know. We'll, we'll kind of move forward where he goes from, from here and, and if people are willing to stick around for that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think we said it last week. I, at the end of the episode, I was like, I don't want to see him come back and do another one. I want them to get someone else to direct another one if they make another Thor movie. Like, I think he kind of... Kenneth Branagh, again. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe go back to being serious. And I, I feel, like I said to Jack, I feel stupid saying that because I was like, no, Ragnarok was perfect. I needed more humor. But I guess, you know, there is too much of a good thing sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, this was I don't want to example. say I was I don't want to say I was right but I was kind of right like you need a little bit of a more serious Thor to keep keep the character a little bit more grounded um that's why I like I liked a little more I like the Avengers like Avengers Thor rather than uh, uh whatever Thor we've really gotten so right yeah and uh and then the the Mickey work thing I mean I don't uh so him and Tom Cruise came up around the same time in the 80s and they all kind of, they just went their different directions like Mickey Rourke was like a bad boy and he was con- considered a good actor but he wasn't like a mainstream like box office actor and then he had a reputation for being kind of an asshole on set and then he got in trouble a lot and then his face got messed up a lot <laughs> and then he had a lot of surgeries to fix his face and he doesn't even look like yeah. the same guy i don't even know if he's did you actually see the Piers morgan interview because his face looks like like completely destroyed he doesn't even look human anymore but like yeah he's the, got a lot of work done yeah the things that he said about tom cruise and i know we kind of touched on this a little bit before but he was he was honestly asking him like what do you think about the success of top gun and he said like you know, that's doesn't really matter to me. He's played the same effing part for 35 years. The guy's been doing the same thing. I got no respect for that. I don't care about money and power. I care about when I watch Al Pacino work and Chris Walken and De Niro's early work, which kind of sounds like shade to De Niro too. Uh, Richard Harris's work, 
Ray, uh, Ray Winstone's works, Monty Cliff, Brando back in the day, and a lot of guys that just tried to stretch as actors. I think Cruz is irrelevant in my world. Yeah, I think that's a really strong statement, especially since, I mean, Al Pacino's played a lot of the same roles too, and he's kind of had those like very, he's found his niche and was like, I'm going to roll with that too. And I mean, isn't that like kind of the dream of every actor is to find something that you're good at? And I mean, you obviously don't want to be typecast forever as like a certain character, but I mean, De Niro's kind of been cast in, he's, he's done other sort of indie projects that are a little bit, on comedies um, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, comedies and stuff like that. But I mean, he was the New York gangster for a long, long time and he leaned into it. And I don't know. It's, it's one of those things where I just think that Mickey Rourke is probably just looking for some work. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's just doing like straight to video stuff now, which is crazy because he had a chance at a comeback. He actually did have one. I mean, it started with Sin City and then it was The Wrestler and he got nominated for an Oscar for that. And then that kind of put him back in the mainstream movies. And then he did Iron Man 2. And he kind of talked a lot of shit about that movie because it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. And the part wasn't what he thought it was going to be. So he kind of started that reputation up again of like just talking smack. And as quickly as he came back, he just quickly fell off again. And it just seems like another person who's just jealous. <laughs> like, I don't, I, that's the only way I can like explain it, I guess. Like, why are you? If anything, you should be happy that Tom Cruise made a movie that was successful at the box office because it's good for movies. It's, it's good for oh, cinema. Yeah. It's, good for, it's, it's good for everything, yeah. It just proves the model that if you can make a good movie now, not two years ago now, and you literally they delayed it, they delayed it, they delayed it to let yeah. it go in theaters, and it worked. So, boom. Yep. Like, it's Sorry, just... I'm, it's, on, I'm rereading the... Uh, the uh, no, no, it's okay. Right? It's okay. It just, it's just ridiculous, and like... I, I'm sure this goes in one ear, one ear, not the other. For Tom Cruise, is like whatever. Um, you're irrelevant in my. Really <laughs> yeah, he's probably like you're irrelevant. Like whatever, <laughs> Dude, Like when's the last time you've been relevant? Uh, but Tom Cruise is also a classy guy and wouldn't say anything like that and wouldn't come back with any kind of like statement. So like, uh, you know, I, it is what it is. I just think it's ridiculous that like I think in this industry now they all need to support each other and the movies that they're making because everyone wants all types of cinema to come back in a big way and if anyone's pioneering that it's tom cruise so he deserves I think a lot of share that credit yeah and i think like sometimes even just the biggest clap back is just not responding whatsoever Sil fucking silence yeah, silence. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, if, and if someone brings it up be like hey did you what do you think about mickey rourke's comment just be like oh i didn't hear about it next question <laughs> yeah exactly all right and and that's how he's handling it. I mean, I think Tom Cruise is so big that he's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, I thought I heard a murmur, but then I forgot about it. <laughs> and, and that's all it is to him, which is perfect. Um, as far as uh, are we are we to the angry Jack stuff yet? <laughs> I mean, if you guys want to get rolling, we can oh, absolutely get. Rolling. You know what? I, I do want to I do want to bring this up because I want to talk about. Yeah, I want to bring this one, one thing up before. I want to do it. Oh, there's one thing too I want to bring up too before. Okay, uh, I only want to bring it up because I know you love. I know you love the movie Warrior. Um, Gavin O'Connor is turning it into a TV series. Um, no shit, really. Uh, which, uh, well, I don't know if you're gonna be excited when you hear about it. So, so far, what he pitched to Lionsgate TV is a ten-episode ongoing series that Paramount Plus is behind completely in developing it. Uh, he's also in talks with two-time UFC champion Daniel. Uh, I don't know if that's not 
Cormier, C-O-R, yeah, Cormier, yeah, yeah. And, and Gina Rodriguez to play the t- two of the four main combatants that will shape the MMA drama. Um, they're looking for two oh, more. I saw that. Yeah, they're looking for I two more people. Um, um, yeah, it so kind of, it, yeah, it was like an under the radar kind of story, but I thought it was like pretty good because like this movie is, even though it flopped when it came out, has become like a big like cult it's a bit. It's a fantastic movie. And it was uh, your sleeper, yeah. Jack. It was yeah, like, it's my was, sleeper movie. It's, yeah, it's the, so fucking good. So a lot of, uh, but, a lot of, I get, yeah. I will say, I, before you get too and far into your, your explanation of the thing to, to ruin me, um, <laughs> the reason it was so good is because that the director and the writer of Warrior specifically wrote it for with Nick Nolte in mind for the dad, because um, he was his neighbor and like he they, they had to convince him to do it. Um, yeah. And then obviously Tom Hardy and then Owen's nemesis. Joel Edgerton. Edgerton. Uh, He will not be named. That Uh, son of a bitch. We're we're very we're we're fantastic in the role, but the idea of it, I'm down for. If Gavin O'Connor is doing it, like I'm down because he he knows action, he knows MMA. Um, those fight scenes were epic. So yeah, and uh, and now it might make you feel better that he wrote. No, I don't. It might not deflate you because he wrote he wrote these two parts specifically for Gina Rodriguez and uh. UFC fighter. He's looking for two, another actor, actor, and another person that is heavy in the MMA to play the other two roles. And there might be like supporting roles that were kind of like shaped around them. Um, the only complaint I've Conor seen. McGregor. Oh God. <laughs> oh Jesus. The only complaint I've seen is that um, there is a there was a show called Kingdom that dealt with uh, MMA. It was a it was a drama on TV. I think it ran for like four seasons. And uh, a lot of people were saying, like, in TV form, the way this is described, it sounds very similar to that. So I guess that's the only complaint that there is. But, like, I do like that they have the whole creative team behind, like, Gavin O'Connor is the one that developed all 10 episodes. He's directing all 10 episodes. And he, yeah, uh, yeah so I think that, uh, and that's why Paramount Plus is really behind developing it and, and that getting was it my, going. That was going to be my point. I'm like, I actually give Paramount Plus a little bit of credit for their streaming, uh, like their choices in their in their shows. Um, I, I, I'm 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 behind it. Yellowstone's yeah. fantastic. Um, and and at I like first the, I was like, I like, oh yeah, go ahead. I like that jail show with Jeremy Renner. I forgot the like, mayor of Kingstown. Oh, the East Sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I enjoyed it. Not 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 many did, but I enjoyed it. Um, I think there's a couple other uh, shows I'm just blanking on, but I I, I enjoy Paramount Plus. I think they they're doing a good job. So I'm definitely down with this for sure. Yeah. And at first I was like Gina Rodriguez, but then I forgot about Annihilation, and she's a badass in that. So yeah, she yeah, that's a sleeper movie too for me. I that is a very I love that movie. Very, it's so good. Very interesting movie. Yeah. But yeah, I wanted to throw that one in because I know you got I know Jack, that was your sleeper movie, and yeah. it good probably it, and it probably could make a really good TV show. I mean, if you have the same creative team behind it, then it makes things a lot uh easier to make successful if the and, guy you and, created and, and you remember, remember, you have Daniel Cormier, who's like a legit like champion. It's yeah. gonna be real. Like this shit's gonna be like it's not like you know like Tom Hardy's gonna have to be taught how to do this shit. Like right. Daniel Cormier is gonna be fucking doing it. So gonna be awesome. So I'm excited for that. Thank you for uh, letting me know about that. I think um, it's cool that like there are some movies that are being kind of turned into TV shows. I just I really hope that um, like moving forward they find the right ones to do because I think it could be a slippery slope is just sort of instead of just doing sequels, they just start rehashing 
movies into TV shows, TV shows. trying to kind of find a new angle. Um, so like, I think that could be a slippery slope, but I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that they've done that with, but Lord of the Rings. Oh, they're doing yeah. it now. Yeah. With all, yeah. They want that to be their game of Thrones, uh, prime yeah. video. They, so, they, they put, they put a lot of money into like it. A, this is more like oh, a singular yeah. movie, like sort of like a, a one, you put there. one out and then um, you build a show around it. So hopefully like, yeah. I think that I, I hope that it's really good so that we can kind of take some other movies that we want to see more of and turn it into a show. Like honestly, guys, like when we were talking about like no country for old men, if they did like a 10 episode series on that, I would be all in for that. To yeah. kind of see a little bit more of um, sort of the backstories or like the, like a prequel to that. I don't know. I, I think it would be a, a cool way to transition into finding more about certain characters. Yeah, I think so too. And like, I, I, I think in the early days of like back to the blockbuster, uh, that's when they announced like fatal attraction being turned into a, a TV show on Paramount, on, on Paramount plus. And like, that is oh, another, uh, that's another movie that can actually work as a 10 episode series. Cause you have time to develop like how the affair starts and how it ruins their lives and so on throughout the course of like 10 episodes instead of like one movie. So like, sometimes I think it is a good idea to kind of, explore the limited series miniseries route with some of these movies uh you know especially when there's a lot of time removed from them i mean like with warrior i think there is enough time removed to kind of jump back into it as a show and see what they can do with it to see what they can do with it and it's not and it's not so much it's like continuing that story it's like gonna use the same dna as the movie to kind of craft craft it oh my god oh yes they're gonna fucking get cowboy uh, what the hell is it? <laughs> uh, God. So here, um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. MMA cowboy. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, they're, dude, they're gonna get Donald Cerrone. Legit, he re- finished his last fight, retired, and in his speech in the ring, he literally goes, "Oh, I'm gonna go to Hollywood and be an actor." Literally, I can't think of a more perfect way to get into acting than to literally do an MMA show. There you go. Oh, that'd be, it won't be much. He looks sick. Won't. He's sick. It- and it won't be a stretch. Uh, he just makes never back down three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, a- a- Amber Heard was in that first one, so maybe she'll come back for. She needs. She oh, needs work. Gosh. <laughs> any of you guys, pre- any of you guys uh, pre-order her book? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't care about what she has to say. I feel bad. <laughs> I, I don't. Oh. oh, you know what we did on Jobo? We did a. You know what the fuck happened to her? Uh, we have a whole series of videos and we did one on amber heard i realized while watching it when they were talking about her early career that i don't really know much i didn't she didn't do much she was just like the pretty blonde girl that popped up in like random stuff and you're like oh like like her that's her (laughs) like she wasn't like significant until she got with johnny depp i mean she kind of looks like every other blonde girl in like early 2000s movies so it's like yeah you you you, she kind of falls to the wayside just from just appearance alone yeah, uh, definitely. And like, I, for some reason, I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And maybe she was successful. She didn't really have like a bunch of huge hits. Like she was in Pineapple Express, but she's not the star. And she oh mostly has God, been. Oh my God, that's fucking her. Holy shit, yeah. dude. See, that's how I <laughs> felt. That's how I felt watching that whole, that whole episode. I was like, oh yeah, here she is. Dude, she's completely unrecognizable. She looks which like is, Kristen Stewart in that movie. Yeah, which is not the kind of career you want to have. Like. Like, a, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, that's what you were in, unfortunately. But, you know, 
kind of segued off but it was good to talk about her for a second no yeah. we did not pre we did no, not pre-order her book <laughs> <laughs> whatever book she plans on writing um you know what though I, I would <laughs> oh yeah she would call it that well she lost her last bid to like get a new trial she tried to do the whole like oh there was a wrong juror on the jury give oh, me a new on. trial <laughs> and it didn't work they were like yeah your lawyers had time to look over all the jurors <laughs> and, picked, well, how it goes is you pick your jurors exactly you know? yeah anywho. so stupid um anywho stupid Before all right what was on, the what was the extra um, thing that you wanted to the extra thing i want to talk about i know you you guys aren't necessarily big sports fans um i'm a huge sports fan jack i resent that i i, I, I just <laughs> listen, i i listen like enthusiastically about sports Okay, maybe that's not. <laughs> but I apologize for making the assumption. Like, I'm, a New York, I'm a New York fan and a Cowboy fan, so people hate me. <clears throat> Anywho, speaking of the Yankees, um, I just want to point out how lucky we are right now that all of our greats, like Derek Jeter, Michael Jordan, all these athletes, are coming out with like personalized documentaries right now, because you, you're never, we're never gonna get this again. Like LeBron James, when he does this, we're going to, we've seen everything. He's literally been on a camera since he was 18 years old. He's probably had three, he'll probably have another movie made about him. But like Derek Jeter, like this one with the captain specifically is what I'm bringing it up for. Like this is like I watched last night. It was unbelievable. If you're like a serious Yankee fan or even just a baseball fan, like it's unbelievable. And I just feel that I need to say that we are so lucky as like sports fans or documentary fans that you get to see all of this because they didn't play with cell phones and Twitter and Facebook until like the early 2000s. And when they were on the last legs of their careers and stuff or whatever, that's a really good point. And even when it did come on because Jeter didn't retire till, uh, till 2015. Don't quote me on that from sorry. Um, But he he, like played it perfectly. Like, so I just wanted to, I just want to point out that everyone should watch that. And then like, I really like, I hope that like Paul Pierce does one next or Jason Kidd, or uh, uh, freaking Ben Roethlisberger. You're just some like some like. Awesome. I don't want to see a Ben Roethlisberger. Actually, yeah, that was a absolutely. <laughs> That's horrible. such a bad example. Yeah, yeah do you have to do? You, do you have to leave out Wait, the whole no, <laughs> the yeah, two uh, two no. alleged assaults? The two alleged yeah, yeah, assaults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be. Okay. We, that we wouldn't be. Go through that, but, oh, sorry, I'm forgetting the Tom Brady. Tom Brady, man in the arena. Yeah. Like that's another one. So right now, the first three are Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, and now Derek Jeter with a seven-part series. I think Tom, I think Tom's was 10, but this was shorter um, in length uh, per episode. But, like, those three hitters right there, that's an amazing thing to, like, have, like, to be able to watch and, like, actually learn about what happened and all that little stuff because they just had VCRs and cameras. So, uh... Did they um, debut, all, did they debut all of them? Or did they, are they just, they're doing, like, episode by episode? They're doing episode by episode. Uh, oh, okay. The captain. Because I heard, watch, I, I heard they interviewed part. Alex Rodriguez for it too. Uh, they were talking yeah, about that on TV. I didn't know that they didn't get along for a little bit. Um, I had no idea that they. I thought they were buddies. I guess they were, and they were then they beefed. They, yeah, they, they, they were beefed there because you know A. Rod was getting the big bucks with Jeter at the Prince. So the so the only the only real thing I know about Derek Jeter outside of the fact that he was a baseball player is that he would gift his like conquests with like gift baskets. After yeah. he would like sleep with him, which is sort of like most polite thing anyone could do, like in that position. Like, okay. thank when you, you for you your. Second, I, want, I want you to search. I want you to search Derek Jeter's starting lineup of girls. <laughs> Literally, Sports Center did a roster 
of like Sports Center did this. Sports Center. I'm not like ESPN. Sports Center did this. They literally had like Minky Kelly in right field, uh, Jessica Biel in center field, like all of his like wow celebrity hookups on the field. And you can't tell me that Derek Jeter was not like the biggest pimp in the world for slaying all these girls back in the day and not having like one scandal picture sex tape anything yeah allegedly not even not even like a like there's like one bad story apparently like where one girl walks in and he's just like jerking off to himself watching himself on the tv and he's just like yeah cheats but like (laughs) (laughs) all right that's that's already do we do we do we have to say allegedly after the Is that like a real yes. story? <laughs> there's there's no scandal because like, you paid him off with a gift basket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there we or go. Like yeah. The, or like the one, or he forgot one time that a girl came over twice. So when he gave her the gift, ba- gift basket, he was like, she was allegedly upset because she got the same gift basket twice. Mm. <laughs> well, I want to shout amazing. out Jer- Derek Jeter as a, as a former actor. Um, my favorite role of his is in The Other Guys when he gets shot by Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah, I think that might be his only uh, uh, cameo. Uh, well, he probably film, has a few other film. Possibly, he was in Seinfeld for an episode. Boom, boom. Um, way to bring it. Way to bring it back to the to the to the, to the theater, Owen. Way to go. There we go, man. I got to do it. Um. Yes. With that being said, I'm done with the Derek Jeter go Yankees. Let's see that next half of the season. John Carlos Stanton MVP of the All Star Game. Suck it. Anywho, now that I'm all jacked up. Gase, do you want to introduce this one so I don't get all frazzled in the beginning? Because okay. like I've I've been like reading <laughs> it and I'm just like, oh my god! All right, all I'll, all I'll say, I'll introduce it as this. So when you guys hear this, it'll be Thursday. So today, Tuesday, the digital release for like the Snyder Cut comes out, and for some reason, there's also this Rolling Stone piece that comes out as well. And it details this like investigation that Warner Brothers put together to kind of look into like to kind of just give you the small story. It's whether or not like the fandom behind the Snyder Cut and those involved with the Snyder Cut was essentially really toxic. And they kind of like put stuff out there that was really negative that kind of made that fandom even more toxic to like other people, basically. I'll give like the cliff notes of what they were trying to say. Um, they're like they're really trying to discredit the success of the movie, which is a weird thing to do when it, it even if you're not really behind yeah, it anymore, it's yeah, it's coming you, from your it's coming from your studio, so it's still yeah, something you made. Like, so it's like a really weird even, thing. Before you even get into this thing, I just need to say this is an like you would consider Rolling Stone like a, a reputable, which is why like, we ran public. it. We which is why we ran right? it. Like, I we like, yeah yeah like so. What the fuck, man? Like, I, I, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a publication. I don't write like for the. I don't write, but this is, it's just an absolute hit piece, a 100% slap at a director targeted at one person with, with just some ancillary 21st century information to make it spin bad. That's yeah, like, it, that's the first thing I gotta say. It's because like it's because Warner, yeah. Warner Warner Media, which is a new company would never have allowed this to come out ever. I mean, you can't stop a publication from public, I mean, you know, freedom of speech, but like they would have done everything they can to like stop this. So that's just, I'm so angry with Rolling Stone for this article of how it's written. I understand 
the like the notes that you're about to go down of what happened and what's going on totally get that and we'll we're gonna go through of why yeah and i don't and i don't agree agree with all these notes by the way just so you know no, I'm yeah, just saying i that. don't either and i and i agree with some of them too but like the, the the just the quotes of like the snyder stuff and all this stuff like it's all like it's not multiple sources. It's I'm getting too far into it like already, but like, <laughs> go at it, case. Give us give us the cliff notes. Well, the, Owen, did you want to say something? I thought you were trying to say something. Too. No, no, no. Go ahead and uh, lead it. Okay. Off. Okay. Um, well, the the main the well the main thing that a lot of people that outlets are leading with is they're trying to create this kind of like almost it seems like fake like fan like rush for this movie. They're trying to indicate that like it was mostly like fake. Twitter accounts and bots that were like requesting the Snyder cut to begin with. And they were saying that like through their investigation, they found that like 13% of the accounts that were like asking for it were fake or bots. And they were saying that's higher than the normal, like three to 5% that they normally find. Um, even if you were to say like, okay, 13% of them were fake. There's still 87% of, of like, Twitter follower, like Twitter real users, real fans that wanted this. So there's to try to discredit it by saying like, oh, like a lot of like fake accounts like were asking for this. So maybe the fan outcry for it wasn't as huge, just rings false. And they try to do the same thing with the whole like when it won like the Oscar moment thing for the Oscars that they did on Twitter. They were trying yeah. to say that like, a lot of fake accounts like voted for that. Um, uh that's like the big part of it there and but like the worst part of it is like what they make zach snyder look out to like okay, like yeah. he, and, and, they make him look like before, a asshole before that, yeah, like before before we get to that let's just let's just talk about the social media aspect of this because i feel that's like that's really super simple to, to explain like why or not it's good i will say as part of the like very quiet part of the release the snyder cut community on instagram it, it's social media. You get as many impressions as you possibly can. That's the name of the game. Like bots are not bad. Like in a sense of like marketing, every single marketing company, movie studio uses bots to get more hashtags out. That is how you spread your news. That is how you get trending. Doesn't matter. What matters is that people are then interacting with that trending hashtag. So regardless of the fact of a bot put something on a trending hashtag people are then clicking on that and interacting with it because they want to read it that is what trending is trending is just what is hot, hot now if a bot made something hot that's fine what they're trying to spin is that like this these bots were targeting like walter like the the old um dc heads of like you know like and jeff johns and john berg and and walter hamada and all these guys to be like get the fuck off twitter Give us the cider cut, or we're gonna kill you. Yeah, like, but like that wasn't it. Like, it's it, it, it's so frustrating because I knew reading this article how much. Like, like right now, like if I'm gonna stand up to show a shirt, I'm wearing a dark side shirt, and this is this is from the release of Snyder Cut, the Americans Prevent for Suicide. You know when that was mentioned, like how much money they raised for them for like the those like various charities because of because of Zach Snyder's uh, daughter. The last paragraph. You know how many paragraphs there were? There were about twenty. So to yeah. go through this entire thing and be like toxic this, toxic that, I would like to say that no one got hurt, personally threatened, touched, or investigated into any threats to any one of those like executives. So one like to be, oh, they're mean. It's like you're really this whole entire article is is your basis on it's that Twitter. Thank you. Yeah. Is that is Twitter. 
Yeah, it's they were trying. Th- yeah, the meanest place in the world. They were trying to say that on social so media that that, Zach, that like Zack Snyder himself said like about these heads like Jeff Johns and Anne Sarnoff that he was going to make them pay on social media. Yes. Now he says that he never said that, um, and I can't even see him saying that. It's like everyone, one source. It's not multiple. Yeah, one, uh, yes, one it's source. It's like, one source. It, right. And like and what they're saying in their official quote no. about the about the research they did, they're basically saying after researching online conversations about the Snyder Cut, uh, specifically the hashtags release the Snyder Cut and restore the Snyderverse on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, we detected an increase in negative activity created by both real and fake authors. One identified community was made up of real and fake authors that spread negative content about Warner Media for not restoring the Snyderverse. Additionally, three main leaders were identified mm. within the authors, scanned on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, one leader on each platform. These leaders receive the highest amount of engagement and have many followers, which gives them the ability to influence public opinion, which they're trying to indicate that they, this was dangerous almost. Like it was like, it yes. got to the point where it like, like went too far. Riot, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then I want to support one thing. There's I just watched uh, Reacher again and, and the devils in the de- details of matter and investigation. That quote you just said says Warner Media. Yeah, they say that Warner now. Warner Media course, is right? the new is the new is the new company. This was done when it was Warner Bros. Yep. This had to have been done when it was Warner Bros. Like Again, I'll read. I'll read a quote from the from the article too. Um, damn, I just had it too. Uh, la, 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 la. Oh, here it is. Um, the onslaught included cyber harassment so severe Warner Bros. Security Division got involved. Parentheses: A Warner Bros. Discovery spokesperson declined to comment as this matter predates the current leadership and new company. Yeah. So, with that being read. This is a hit piece for all of the old, for all the old people who got shafted, saying like that Zack Snyder's first movie, first version of Justice League was crap. They said it was joyless. Like they made him do so many things to like make it like an Avengers movie that essentially just got Joss Whedon and it made it even shittier. And then they go yep. into the fact that like oh they spent you know three hundred million dollars and it made six six hundred fifty seven. But then they go back and blame the fact that Batman versus Superman only just made under a billion like the, the complete fatal flop of this movie dude it made 900 million dollars like it wasn't the billion dollar movie we wanted but it did make a shit ton of money yeah so i'll say that like even even though that like the, the snyder fans were really pushing for this i mean i didn't really even know i mean as someone who's not a like someone who's like in the snyder verse i guess you could say um, I didn't even know there was a Snyder cut until all this stuff went down. And then as soon as it got released, I watched it pretty much immediately. I was excited to see kind of like what what was <laughs> what was going to happen with that. And so, like, I think that it introduced a whole new sort of fan base to, hey, why didn't we get this cut? Like, what what was the reason for the um, I mean, obviously, it was four hours long. So uh, some people didn't really like that. But it's like. If you give Zack Snyder an ultimate cut, um, like the three Watchmen uh, versions he did, he's going to make it long. Um, so that was it. That was obviously going to happen. But um, it, it's just, oh God, like, why are they bringing this up on the day that it comes out? Because we were right. The fans were right. 
Gaius, as a movie critic and a writer, can you tell me which movie was better? Zack Snyder, Justice League, or Justice League? <laughs> the Snyder cut's better, and I think this all comes down to them being butthurt that it's a better movie. Like he and like and they received it as a better movie. And like it, but like I said, it's so weird within a company to like I mean, I mean, of course this, this investigation was done, like you said before, they were Warner Media. Um but you would think that like it's like, hey, if it's successful, it's successful, like whatever. And it's and it's over and done with now. It has already been out on HBO Max. It wasn't like the biggest hit that HBO Max had ever seen, but it still did well. And who Bro, cares it if it's like it was who- their movie to get people to sign up. Like here's another quote, and I think this is from Zach. Um, Snyder claims that, that if anyone in quotations was pulling the strings on social media fe- fever, it was Warner Bros. trying to leverage my fan base to bolster subscribers to their new streaming service. But one source maintains that Zach was like a Lex Luthor wreaking havoc. So <laughs> I have to tend to agree with Zach too. It's like, yo, Warner Brothers, you see how passionate this fan base is. Keep drumming it up, drumming it up, drumming yeah. it up, drumming it up until you get to HBO Max. The only reason I really got HBO Max was to see the Snyder Cut. Like, at first, obviously, like, they had everything else I watched from, like, any Batman stuff, but, like, I was only excited to see Snyder Cut. Like, I fucking waited till 12.01 and we stayed up till 4 a.m. in the morning watching the movie. Like, I would never have done that for Joss Whedon's movie. It was terrible. Exactly. And to, th- and to think that in the theater when Zach sh- showed his first cut, they, um, so, yeah, Zach showed his first cut of the much-anticipated Justice League uh, intended to be DC's answer to the Marvel's all-star superhero juggernaut, The Avengers, which earned $1.5 billion, uh five years earlier was directed and was directed by Joss Whedon. Executives at the studio headed up by the time former chief Kevin Tinsuhara felt the film had major issues, including that it was convoluted and still too long at more than two and a half hours. The movie was deemed a disaster and a full-on failure by those in the room. And as a result, the studio pivoted and enlisted Whedon to come on as a writer consultant, according to multiple sources, but not multiple knowledgeable sources. This is just like a mess. The whole thing's a mess. It, like, these people are fucking idiots. And then like they just go in and like start comparing like the other movies like Joker. Like they're like, oh well, Joker made was only made for 70 million, but it made a billion. Look what we did there. It's like, yeah, you guys, you didn't fuck around with that. You guys didn't think it was going to do anything. You see what happens when you don't interfere with the movies? They make yeah. money. They do well. The fans appreciate they, it. Like, you know, they why all... Does everyone love, like, why does everyone love Disney? Why does everyone love Marvel? Because they service us. They put us on a platter. Yes, they make us sheep and mindless, but they give us what we want. What do it... we... Like, if you think... Like, think how big the John Krasinski, like fandom of to have him as reed richards is like it's a pretty like you know about it like and they did it without like a whim like okay it didn't you know went for five minutes and owen hated it um <laughs> there, he there he is it's true it's there true he, is. he absolutely hated it. Um, oh gosh <laughs> that that uh that door's already been closed okay yeah. all right all right i'll crack it open at one, one time or another but back to the point they, they gave us what they wanted, and that was, like, a literally meager, like, maybe a couple articles on Screen Rant, one on Joe Blow, maybe. The Snyder fucking cut, release the Snyder cut, hashtag release Snyder cut, was three years long. These people bought billboards at Comic-Con, during Comic-Con in San Diego, and I actually worked in, in out-of-home um, advertising. It's a lot of money to do that shit. Also, they did a soccer stadium. They've had, uh, you know, like, they've done... 
everything else too. They've had a uh, uh, what the hell's it called? They've had an airplane fly around Warner Brothers lot with uh, with uh, the banner with release. Yeah, with the with the banner. Like the fact that they're only harping on these like off obscure uh, data mining uh, web uh, companies. Like they're not using um, Nielsen or or anything like that. They're literally I can't I. I I've never fucking heard of any of these companies and have any reputable sense to it. So <laughs> I just, I just feel that that like they based this article on the thirteen percent of bots that apparently were like the ringleaders for funneling through everything, and then they just tried to find a whole bunch of other things that were, um, yeah, right. Like yeah, it just seemed like they were kind of rambling on. Uh, no, they oh, great, great word because I was just about to say. Then they just go into start talking about like how Zach wanted. Um, Jason Gillar came in, the new CEO, and was like greenlit it after he saw Zach's um, like during it, talking about like Zach basically like had someone go a lot and steal the drive with his original cut on it, or uh, little petty shit, or it's like Zach demanded thirteen million dollars to be post production after he was already given seventy million. And it's like it, it doesn't matter. Do they have a limited money? Why are you like just let him do his thing? Like why? They yeah. They also accuse him of like not having control over the fan base either. Like it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, they like by Joss Whedon. They yeah, just give Zack Snyder and all of his fans all the praise in the world. Be like okay, cool. Here you go. Thanks, man. Like thank you for saving from really having a really bad part, like stint with. And then they did have a bad PR with it. Fucking Ray Fisher is like fuck you. I'm not gonna be cyborg anymore because you guys are just terrible i think they're just trying to go but after like an easy group because um like snyder fans are loud and they make a lot of noise on social media and so it's very easy to kind of call out some of the ones who have said some inappropriate things and <clears throat> excuse me i think that they're they basically just kind of were dying to write something about um like just an easy target. They basically took a, a group of fans that are very into a certain director, the certain style, and this guy's vision, and then they just kind of picked it apart for no reason, even though it was very successful and people wanted it. And so yeah. it just, like, really sucks to see that, like, I mean, it's going after Marvel fans, but there's Marvel fans out there, um, but, like, some of them are really annoying. So it's, like, it's, it's basically just kind of – shooting fish in a barrel uh, for, for the sake of clickbait. And it's just, just kind of really frustrating to see that like, like, like they're just basically taking like all of these unimportant facts and trying to make them sound like a big deal. Uh, um, and that's why it's like, it feels like faux journalism to me where it's like, Oh, this, this is, this is something that you guys should think about. And like, this is something that's real and this is what, out there and this is like social media is dangerous in this sense it's like no these fans wanted a specific movie that should have come out and it didn't and then they had an outcry and then it came out and people liked it so like why why are we shitting on it now i, I really don't get that that sucks it, it's funny too because i actually just watched batman versus man on the plane back from new york um the ultimate version of my computer and i i was like wow like it this is really good like i'm, I'm like i'm really annoyed that like again warner brothers like did stuff to it in the beginning so like just there the the old like i really want to know if it was because there's there's two there's two thoughts because um to all into your point of, of social media being dangerous um there's obviously the first one where you know like social media like you know there's like like they're describing like mean terrifying and you know like harassment essentially um and then the other one i'm thinking of is 
like movies, uh, movies, uh, Jesus, movie studios don't have as much power as they thought they did. Like if the fans want something, this is like an amazing case study on to say, like, if you want something in a movie, like this is how you get it. Sonic is the best example of that. Oh, when yeah. Their first, yeah. When they came out with everything, they were, everyone was like, that looks horrendous. Great point. They're like, they're <laughs> like, oh, do it over. Yes. We got to yeah. do it over or else no one's going to come see Wait, this. Wait, hold on. Did, did, Sony, did, Sonic, did Sony make Sonic? No, Paramount did, but they were smart. Okay, they okay. they did they didn't like the way they didn't they like listened. the way the character looked, and they listened, and they got two successful movies out of it. So like it's yeah exactly. And, and, uh, and I mean, billion dollars. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's important to like. Oh yeah, uh, so I, was gonna, I guarantee you this the Snyder cut bullshit was an immediate reason why they just said switch it, like don't fight it, switch it. Otherwise, we're gonna have a lot of Sonic fans up our ass for the next eight months you know yeah. so just switch like guarantee you that 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 snyder cut changed the paradigm of, of how fans can interact and shockingly paramount made a very smart decision and you also have to know you have to know how to listen to them too because everything that a fan says isn't gospel so like everything i like everything that a fan complains about doesn't need to be changed but there are certain things where it's common sense like if if there's a longer better cut of your movie out there and the person's willing to make it or put it out there what's the harm in like making a few extra dollars from that it being released it's like they just have this personal thing against him and you can tell that they kind of do and that they want to make him look even more bad because they kind of reference to the whole like godzilla versus kong they said that his fans were like giving that movie once they said that their his fans were giving that movie one star reviews they were they were review bombing it on imdb they said that they asked snyder to get his fans to stop and that he refused he says that he was never asked to get them to stop but he says furthermore i do not control my fans they have their own will and their own opinions you really give me too much credit so at this like yeah it's it's why like that's what like they're just straight up blaming him like but for what what are they blaming him for making them look stupid it's like that person at like in any sports team or work or anything that just really just can't take feedback. Um, I, I, we need more of paramounts out there where they are willing to listen. It's like, Hey, yeah, we actually messed this up and we're going to, we're going to make it better because it looks like we, we made a mistake and they're willing to admit that Warner brothers and even Sony are these companies that they're just like, no, we put out a perfect product. And if you don't like it, then you're stupid. And yeah. it's like, no, you, you have to be able to take feedback from, especially the people that are buying the tickets and you're basing your numbers off of. So what it's like, most- you, you just have to be able to, to listen to people. And like you said, Gaius, the right people, because not everyone is going to give a very educated and in-depth answer on what's wrong with a specific movie. But we, these, these studios are just trying to find someone to blame for some of these like failed six like failed movies and failed projects rather than just admitting like yeah you know what we actually got this one wrong and if we if they did that people would shut up about it and then no one would talk about it anymore now instead everyone's just bashing them for continuing to be idiots yeah i agree and like my thing is too like maybe i'm reaching or this might be over dramatic but i feel like you put a piece out there be- like this because you want to make him look bad to like other studios like you almost want to like ruin him with like like getting work with other people because he's not really i mean i doubt he'll i mean maybe he'll he might work with warner media and it's like current like the way it is now but he certainly wasn't going to work with them if they had remained warner brothers the way they were so it's like it's almost like they really just want to make him it's like one final blow like you're not going to win and it's just a it seems really childish and petty at this point like 
the movie came out like a year ago and it had its run it's over like it should have been the, it, that should have been the end of it then and i think they were probably more upset that after the movie came out that people were then like okay i wish we could have seen more of what he was going to do with like all of those ideas and that pissed yeah. them off and and <laughs> And, and and now and um <laughs> I love myself. I know what I love when I'm right, baby. Um, you know how I said in a previous episode that um speaking on speaking on your point to how they don't want other studios to work with him. He's currently in a two-deal movie with Netflix for Rebel Moon, his you know, his sci-fi movie. There has been a few articles out there with the headline. <clears throat> Netflix wants its own Star Wars and Harry Potter type franchises. Two days ago, not the not the not the best, um, or it's like Reuters did it a couple times, but not not like you know the top ones. But the point still remains. I'm putting on my tinfoil hat for this one. Zack Snyder has all like a lot of his like go to guys, and in that in in this uh, Rebel Moon, um, and Ray Fisher's in it too, and it's gonna be good. And it's gonna fucking it, it it definitely it was something that Zach definitely brought to, to Warner Brothers at one time or another, and they were just like, not at this time. Like you're not big enough or whatever, or you know, because of the the Batman versus Superman stuff and everything. I really think that. So I really think that this article, like who who commissioned this article, or like who is the source that gave them all this bullshit? Like yeah. anyone who's ever actually worked with Zack Snyder, like on. Like says they love him. Like I mean, I was, Gaius, gonna, you could I, probably, I was, I was gonna say that. that. Yeah, I was gonna you say that. Every that. everyone that has worked with him says that he's great. I've never heard any bad things about him. I've gotten to talk to him once. He was a good guy. He seemed really nice. Uh, and no De- one, no, and and yeah, Debra no one, too. yeah, no one has said any negative things about him except for these random like unnamed sources at Warner Brothers. And, and <laughs> yeah, and and uh, backhandedly the old. Warner, yeah. Warner Brothers uh, Studios, but like yeah. it, just to get back to the way this article is written, it's just really a tragedy that like they 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 completely gloss over all of the donations to to um to amount to uh, suicide prevention, and they also just really fail to mention um really the crux of the, the really the the cam- the straw that broke the camel's back with Justice League was that um Zach's daughter uh passed away due to suicide and that made him step away from it and really he he tried it's documented that he tried pushing on for like a month or two more and he really is just like I couldn't do it and if you can imagine your wife the producer on it and you're the director on it and you're trying to deal with this I I just so uh, it's a really it's a really sad it's really bad way to it's a really sad display of journalism in my opinion that's that's important that's very important to mention that too because like that gets lost in translation that that is why he stepped away they try to blame it on other stuff but like he stepped away because of a very serious like family personal issue and that gets lost in a lot of this stuff where it's almost like that didn't happen they try to like kind of Push that yeah, aside, like, and like that's the worst part about I think a lot of this. Um, so terrible, just sucks. It just really sucks. Yeah. and I will say I think he has more goodwill than bad in this industry. So like I'm not worried too much about it, but I did think like when I read it that it was just such an obvious like all right like an unwarranted like attack on his character, and uh, it just felt unnecessary. And then just the timing of it, of course, you time it with like the release of like the digital release of his movie, like it makes it seem like it's it is personal. It's very personal and it's unnecessary for like a big studio like that. And then like a publication that's huge 
to dump on someone like i get it rolling stone like it's a big story and like you had to run with it like i guess but, I, but like but, but there was way there are ways to like do it where it was like fair journalism and ray fisher on his twitter page if you want to go look at it he has oh, pointed yeah. out he has oh, he has pointed yeah. out many flaws in that article and stuff that they left out uh emails that he has shared with like the author of that article that like their exchanges that that they didn't include so like this is not really great journalism if you're actually looking at it from the people that were involved in this they left a no, lot of things out say that it's not personal at this point yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's 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 wild if, if if i was an internet detective i would really try and find these uh uh authors and see if they really kind of trashed other Zack snyder movies in the past or said something like you know bullshit like that um yeah. two points i think i forgot to mention it because we've just been going talking so fast about anything um but back to like the 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 snyder and the kong uh the fans with kong um dude fucking marvel marvel fans do this shit all the time fuck out of here like Fan, fandoms are toxic you know they like, fucking star wars jesus christ you know, <laughs> they're we the worst about, we want to talk about we want to talk about toxic fans like get out of here like talk about that that's just again it's just another bad journalism but i'm just annoyed at that like there's because anyone who anyone in and i'm actually going to say this anyone in our industry because damn right we are it's, this is a, we are in the industry um would recognize that like yeah, dude, like Marvel fans are fucking nuts, dude. Star Wars fans are nuts. This is nothing new. But I like you could like we can easily say now it's like I don't think I've ever really seen uh, a ground movement to like donations of like over three hundred thousand dollars to uh, uh to 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 charity in tandem with this like them getting their movie. So like I feel like there was a lot of positivity just left out of it. Um, and then to Ray Fisher's point, like yeah, go to his Twitter, check it out. He literally like screenshots the read receipts or whatever um yeah because he first like tweets out something like this needs just he doesn't tweet out any pictures he just says this needs to be changed you know accountability over you know whatever stuff like that um and then she replies back with the <laughs> screenshot of her email yeah that is like da -da 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 -da, please you want to hear your comment um the deadline is past 5 p.m we're we're going to print or whatever yada yada ray fisher wow. is just like yo fuck out of here check your shit he screenshots his and it says they have a 6 p.m deadline of which to answer before going to print Drama. and that and that he never actually they never he never uh declined to comment on said story like neither him nor his team never declined not to like if anyone's gonna comment on this story it is Ray Fisher. It would, it would have been him yeah it, he literally he literally almost tanked his career because of it like if like I like Ray Fisher and I think what he did was absolutely commendable. So I will not say that he was an idiot in doing this. He should have really just shut up. Um, but he stood up for what was right for, for, for the greater good of the industry and to point out a, a toxic person who has yet to get another directing job since this has gone out. Neither That's a good point. So yeah, um, that has, has not come out yet. Um, 20th anniversary of Buffy. I didn't really hear much about from Joss Whedon um, at all. No. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I will say they they no. they iced him out. I mean, like, and that's the good thing. Like, I think the good thing that kind of came out of this stuff with Joss Whedon is that people that are fans or Buffy or fans of like any of his stuff are like, at this point, his creations are bigger than him. And like, in a positive way, those fans have taken ownership of those things. And it's like, he doesn't even need to be involved in it anymore because he is like a pretty toxic influence on a lot of that stuff. So like, I, you know, like I, Ray Fisher, you're right. He could have ended his career completely. 
but like he stood his ground, got a lot of people behind him, and it worked out. I think in the end, like he really took down a, a director and producer and writer that was pretty huge in this industry, and who currently is not going to get any work anytime soon. So no. I would, I, I you know, he did a really good thing, and I think that in the end, like. Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder's of the world have so much positive energy behind them that this won't really be an issue. But it is a really shitty way to do journalism, and that and that's so, the point so we're driving home. Just so yeah. angry at that, and I will definitely declare this podcast uh, a, a Ray Fisher podcast. Um, like the guys are straight. The guys are straight. He does not. He he's not gonna like bullshit, dude. He literally could have just tanked his career. Been a I don't know. I don't know what his other talents were in his life, but he could have just been nothing after being in this movie and he took it on and he did what was right and he did it because yeah. he loved Zack Snyder and he loved the how he gave him a chance so like that's another thing too it's like they they kind of they kind of and in this article they point out how uh Zack Snyder um cast Ben Affleck, Jason Moa, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller and obviously we know what the story is with Ezra Miller so um, like, <laughs> yeah definitely definitely not good but like they're like trying to point out all that, but they're not pointing out the fact that they gave he, he gave basically that uh, Diana uh, geez, Gal Gadot like her her starring role like the, the role that really kind of like put her in the sense of like okay she can star she's in her own star, movie she, make she's a star yeah. like, star yeah. Jason Momoa was not a star until like he got his billion dollar movie now everyone knows Jason Momoa I mean he was in Game of Thrones but like he wasn't the star he is today um, <clears throat> Ben Affleck's you know speaking for um you know speaks for himself uh, Hen uh henry cavill i mean you could say so like everyone knew him because of those he gave he gives actors chances to yeah, do i agree it. like it's so it's it just it's really it's really uh, yeah like we keep going back to it. it's just fucking sad that this type of journalism came out today and it's just a shit it's a shit article absolute yeah. shit article well, um, we, I, I, we covered that really well. I'm glad we handled that really well because there was a lot to unpack in there. And I think uh, you hit all the points that you need to hit and in a very positive way too. Because uh, it wasn't just going to be like, oh, we're fans and we're upset about what they wrote. It was like on a personal level, it's really yeah. oh, shitty oh, thing. Because like, I mean, I've, I mean, I've said it on this podcast before. Like I, I bring up Zack Snyder all the time. Like, you know, I'll always revert back to, like, Batman vs. Superman or, or Man of Steel as, like, literally a couple, like some of the movies that are, like, the most important in my life. Like, just personally, I, I could I could fight with you to the cows come home about how why Man of Steel is actually a very good movie and a fantastic interpretation of Superman. Like, I can do that. But I can also just say, like, I really love that movie because my brother passed away, like, four months before that movie came out, and I needed, like, something to look up to. And that was that and like it was a perfect thing so that movie will always like stay with me and i thank zach snyder for making that movie that's that's just the fan but i can definitely say like that's just a shit article that they wrote and yeah and to subjectively call that, that something good to happen i it ah oh, terrible and again like warner media says nothing in this article this is all warner bros all, all so like, brothers yeah yeah it's it's all david zaslov and and all those guys like from discovery like they're not fucking with this shit like this is this isn't what they wanted they, this is behind this, them at this point yeah this is completely behind them i mean if they were smart they would like they would at least entertain like to at least mend fences 
was Zach like come out and like at least talk to him like on a personal level and be like, listen, Zach, like we did. I I would hope that that one of them did that and been like, yo, like we we said no. We understand why you had to say to defend yourself or like whatever, but like we were like, this isn't what we want to do. We want to start fresh with you because like if they want to like bring back Henry Cable, it's like you're gonna have Zach Snyder probably produce it or Deborah Snyder produce it or something of, of along that line. So um the proof is in the pudding. Like Zach Snyder make knows how to make this make these movies good if he's like okay, good in the sense that I, I like them. Commercially <laughs> Not so much. Oh, and I know slow motion. I'm down. <laughs> down. I'm down. Slow motion fights. Slow motion fights are, de- motion fights are sweet. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like it, time and a place. Time and a place. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to um, end this episode with because uh, we haven't done box office predictions in the because we haven't had a uh, well, we had a big movie open two weeks ago, but. Uh, this is I gonna be quick. Good after that, I just, I just, I feel good. I feel like I just needed, I'm glad. I'm glad. I needed, I needed a good rant. So thank you. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, so we have Jordan Peele's Nope coming out on Friday. Um, so this is it. This, uh, yeah, me too. This is his third theatrical release. Um, the early reactions are very positive, saying that it's his most ambitious movie to date. There's a lot of comparisons to Close Encounters of the Third Kind, like old school Steven Spielberg, Jaws. Uh, one guy said M. Night Shyamalan when he was good. That was a backhanded. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, so he hasn't had, a, he's only had three movies, of course, but he hasn't had a failure yet. Get Out opened February 24th, 2017 to $33.3 million on a $4.5 million budget. Of course, it had great word of mouth and ended up grossing $176 million by the end of its run. Uh, he released Us in... March of 2019, and that opened to 71.1 million dollars and grossed 175 million by the end of its run. The word of mouth not as positive on that one, but people either really love it or they're mixed on it. Um, where do you guys think this one's gonna open? Because like a lot of the reactions are, it's really really good, but it might be like divisive to people who think it, it's gonna be like a sci-fi like horror movie because it's they said it's more than that basically. Oh, you can go first since you have not spoken that much. Um, I think that this one is going to be kind of right in between both of them because <clears throat> I think Get Out like was obviously his directorial debut and he surprised all of us with how like just his imagery and everything that he's able to do with his um, with the camera. But I was also part of the uh, opinion that Us wasn't as good as Get Out. It wasn't really my favorite. I didn't really like the ending. I thought it was a little bit too much for me, kind of cerebrally. Um, just like the way that it kind of tied together, I was like, that doesn't really make sense. Um, right. But this one, just from like, I mean, he does a great job of like not really giving us anything, which I think is super smart because too many trailers nowadays, as we say, just show us the whole movie in two minutes. And then again, three minutes uh, a month later. Um, so it's like, I, I think it's that, so true. It's so true. <laughs> so I think true. this one's going to, I think this one's going to have a, have a good, good opening. I'm, I'm going to go for um, 58 in the first, first weekend. All right. What about you, Jack? Um, to be honest, I personally don't, I'm not a big fan of these movies entirely. Um, I like, as Owen said, they, they, they're very cerebral. Um, and as I've stated to you, like, I like cere- cerebral, like, you know, like interesting movies, 
Um, I just think that his style makes me think too much while trying to pay attention to like the cool stuff that's going on on screen um, or like the mysterious stuff. Like I just don't get the, I just don't get the, the, the ulterior motives behind it. And I feel that like all people talk about is not essentially the movie, but what the movie's meaning is. And like all like the, the, you know, the metaphors and whatnot, I think are just a little too much for me. Hope so. Hopefully, um, um, I think uh, that uh, I think it's just going to be. Uh, hopefully, I think it's more sci-fi than like metaphorically, like yeah. uh, aliens. Al- like if it's if 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 I see an article where it's like the aliens represent white people coming and you know taking over, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm gonna like I'm gonna be like yo, like fuck off. Like I just like I'm not what like why do you have to make like unless he specifically stated it like like or if yeah, he's yeah. specifically stating it and it's like dude, stop saying that. Just give me the fucking movie. And let us like t- like just talk about aliens and shit. Like, I mean, the first it, one was literally a direct depiction between of, of slavery. So it's like that I, one makes that makes sense. But like this one, if they start well, to try, what was us? I haven't. I don't even know what us was about. So like, tell me what was, a, what was us? A, what was it's a lot to unpack. Us? Oh gosh. Well, there's. It's basically like kind of. I mean, I'd hate to say it's kind of Stranger Things esque, but it's like there's like this world underneath that there's like a second copy of you that's okay. kind of, um, and then they they little girl gets switched with um sorry spoiler alert but whatever uh basically the the girl from like the other place is like like they they all want to get out of there and go into the real world and so like they then they break out and like start killing people and then there's like this weird hand holding at the end which i didn't didn't really understand but yeah you know i was like was there like a metaphor to that like our interior like oh there was definitely something about it but i i I, I missed it I will I will say I will I will say this about Get Out though what I've always loved about it is there's that underlying like the tension in Get Out is like okay he's a he's a he's a black guy beating his like white girlfriend's parents so is he paranoid because he's nervous about that or is he paranoid because there's a legitimate like threat and they kind of play both sides of that for like a lot of the movie which I think is really smart I mean I I don't think every movie needs to kind of like touch on social commentary and that is what he's choosing to do i i'm not sure if he's going to do that with nope yeah. i um, i'm i heard that he does a little bit but like yeah i mean but there at the end of the day he's making really smart movies even though us is divisive like i still think that as like a newcomer to like directing horror movies and stuff like this he's one of the best voices we have right now as far as I would say that so genre too. that genre is concerned um yeah, and now he's so like i get a little like horror Right. Scary, horror, psychological thriller, thriller. Yeah. I would say he's more thriller than horror, but like people, like if if the horror fans want him, take him. Like, yeah, yeah I, I think it's I think it's you know, thriller know? horror kind of a mix. Yeah, and then well, you have to add the psychological part. But with that all, like, I like he, it was. He's a good director. Like, I just would love if he made a funny movie, like actually like, <laughs> funny. Like, dude, like give me watch give Keanu. Me, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I I'll watch Keanu. Um, but like no, like him get like is that is it Keanu with like a fucking rat or a dog or something? No, it's a cat it's a, that cat, it's a cat owner <laughs> and his friend have to go find and they pretend to be gangsters. It's actually kind of funny. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's um, just basically the key and peel movie, but awesome. But oh oh that's amazing. 
perfect. Yeah, but like, give me, give me, make, make a, do like a, just do a funny movie next time. Just like straight up funny, like this is the end type shit movie. Cause like you can make that type of movie too. You can make that type of funny movie too. And I would like to see that. I do, I, I do appreciate him branching out. So, um, and doing what he's doing. And KS, you and the horror fans love him. So, yeah, uh, we do. Exactly. Um, all right. All right. So, Owen gave us 58 million. Where are you going to give us? If you're thinking like go, dollars and cents. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm um, sorry. Um, I'm going to go 50. Just give it a go. 50. It's all right. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the high, I'm going to be the high guy here and say 65. I'm going to say lower than us because us is 71. And I really think the whole like sci fi thing might not be appealing to like his. Actually, yeah. I, ch- I ma- changed mine to 60. This now you want to go 60? Okay, so fi- 60. all right, so Jack 60, Owen 58, me 65. Honestly, if it goes higher than that, I'll, I'll I be feel happy. It's, it's always weird being the low ends, like whenever you're the lowest <laughs> one, you're like, oh, well, once you said this, I, I completely forgot about the sci fi and the flying saucer. So, like, I mean, just like we say, dinosaurs are dope, aliens are dope too. So, yeah, and you know, what, and also it'll all come down to like once the reviews hit Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, early reactions on social media are strong, but that'll play a big part in it too. But I think 65. And like, this is his first movie to open during the summer. So like that could, he might get a little inflation from that as well. But yeah, I'm going 65. Uh, Jack, you're 60. Owen, you're still cool with 58? I'll take it. All right. All right. So when the next time we uh, are on, we will talk about how much this movie actually made. And um I plan on seeing it on Thursday, I think, with my brother. Um, so yeah, that'll be uh, yeah, what we talk about. I have, I have one more thing. Okay. Are you going to Comic Con? Uh, I was gonna wait to the did end. You, so, you, so what? Did, ha- did you ask <laughs> your boss? Did you ask your boss? So let me break it down real quick. There are four. There are two four-day passes, and they are for Chris, editor in chief, and Lance, who have never gone. The rest of the passes are divvied up in individual days. For now, I only have a Friday pass. I'm working on a Saturday pass. But even if I only get the Friday, I'm still going because it won't be hard to obtain the Saturday. Yeah, and you'll be in San Diego for. And I'll be and I'll be in San Diego. So like I I'm not so I won't be there for the preview night tomorrow and then Thursday, Uh, but all the good stuffs on Friday and Saturday. Sunday's not that great because everyone's just trying to get out of there um it's uh but yeah i am going so like our next episode we'll talk about some of the things we saw i mean you'll be able to hear a lot of it too it's going to hit social media so as oh, soon yeah. as it's soon gonna as shit happens, gonna be a good weekend so yeah i i will be there and um i will try to focus on the work and not having too much fun in san diego don't do it don't do it um uh, yep Perfect. But yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, oh, you're back. You get to sign us off. Thanks, Let's go. God. Guys, um, thank you for tuning in again to another episode of Back to the Blockbuster. Um, we are super psyched about um, what we have coming up. We have a lot of great anniversaries and just a lot of great content coming your way. Please keep listening to us and, and rating us on Good Pods, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. It's how I like to listen. Um, and uh, yeah, just keep listening. We, we're, we're just basically hitting our stride right now and it's just been a we the summer is kind of when a lot of these awesome movies are coming out and uh when all these big releases are going to be hitting so um it's, it's just going to be a really exciting time so just keep tuning in um we we love your guys's feedback um jack's going to hit you with that uh that homework deal um but yeah, yeah just uh, just just really really excited for 
for, for what you guys have to come for, for what we have to come for you guys. And uh, just we're uh, we'll see you guys all next week. Yeah. Before you jump into that, I want to say that we had 27 ratings on Apple or a podcast and we got three extra five star ratings. So we're up to 30, 30 ratings total, but there were three five star ratings in the last week. Uh, and one review, I think. I can't really pull it up now, but so some people are doing the homework, so good. <laughs> hey, as and just just to follow up, I know Owen's been off the air for a bit, but shout out to Playlist Studios. You guys are awesome. Thank you for all you do. With that being said, Professor Jack is extremely happy to hear that our students are doing the homework assignment. <laughs> if I need to remind you again, I will do so. I have one assignment for you today, and that is to like, comment, share, subscribe. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't. Give us a topic to talk about. We want that algorithm on our side. If you don't do it, come on. Do it one time for us. It doesn't take that much. Tell a friend. Tell your mother. Tell your father. Tell your sister. <laughs> Have a good night. We love you guys. Uh, Peace. We love you guys. Later.